Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yes, sir. This is the gray area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. As Ric Flair says, it's showtime. For chapter 13, lucky number 13, I wanted to talk about a topic that I've been, you know, as always with the gray area, I, I look around. I kind of get an idea what's happening, what's the temperature in the sports world, what's the temperature in the real world beyond sports, and I'm seeing uh, misogyny. It's, it's, you know, it's bubbling over. A lot of things where the rights of women have been taken for granted, have been tossed out the window, and I felt like for this topic, it was only right to have my first female guest join me in the gray area, longtime friend, future collaborator, Jeray Williams, welcome to the gray area. Word, all that, whole government. Glad to be here. It's been a long time coming. Facts. I mean, I give my government every episode, Jeray. You know, this is what we do. Nah, just Jeray. You're going to be tagged on Facebook too, so people going to find you. You got a Twitter? No? No Twitter. Right, so no Facebook lucky. either, just you lucky. Instagram. You lucky. But yeah, Jeray, um, Listeners, just so you know, this is her first time. Like, she she wants to get in this game, but this is her first time actually putting it on wax. So it's, like, kind of an honor to be the person to, to join on this journey of podcasting, radio, so on and so forth. So, you know, she's nervous. We're going to put it on wax that she's nervous, but she's going to be great by the end of this you episode. You all bear with me. We'll Facts. be good. We'll be good. So, Jere, Brooklyn-born. Shout-outs to Uncle Hove's birthday that yeah. just recently passed. Um... You, you're hearing about what's going on out here, right? Yeah, it's you know? crazy now. You know, every you know, a, lot, a lot of women are coming out, making I feel claims, like it's, accusations. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, you know, on the outside looking in, I feel like, why haven't y'all said anything? Why are you waiting until now and now everybody wants to come out the woodworks? I feel like it started with Cosby, mm-hmm. and then everybody just started flooding out. This but, is true. Uh, I think I, I, it's never happened to me personally, as far as this deep anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I probably would have said something. But again, you know, I'm kind of a loud mouth, so I don't know if it would have really gotten that far. True. But a lot of women are not like that, especially when you're trying to make a name for yourself in this industry. Okay. You, you let things take a back. So seat. when you say loud mouth, what do you think that? And not you, but let's take it to women across the board, right? Um, do you think that it's a situation where if they scream that they've been violated too loudly, that it's not respected? Is, is that like when you say loud, when you felt like it wouldn't be respected the same way as it's being respected, for lack of a better word, right now? You know what? That, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. I, can, I can say I, I agree with that. Because 
in this industry, you have to build a name for yourself. Right. And if somebody is already established and they can tarnish what you don't even have yet, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll probably be quiet. Yeah. You know, I just look at the the, the male dominating construct that is the world we live in. Um, it doesn't surprise me that this has been happening. You know, even on a small scale. We live we live in the real world. We see what's going on. You could go in your office right now and see a boss flirting with a female who might not be that interested, but, you know, she going to deal with it because, that you know. That happens. Right. Every day. Absolutely. So. Unwanted advances happen every day at every level. Every so day. it doesn't surprise me. But then when I'm hearing about guys pulling out and, and stroking a joint in front of a woman just randomly or being a creep like this guy Weinstein, <laughs> Louis C.K., a person that, you know, I was a fan of. I thought he was just a regular person. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that, Jare, but I watched this show on FX years ago. He was yeah. just a, a regular white dude who made it. Now I'm hearing he's out here in hotel rooms bringing colleagues back and just pulling out his meat and just doing whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, well, hold on. Just because you're rich now doesn't give you the clearance to just wild out. Don't get me wrong. And we'll talk about it later. There's groupie culture out here. We're going to get to that. Right. But what about a, a Kevin Spacey or right. even a Russell Simmons? Right. Because once it gets to our that, culture, then it gets a little different. You know, that whole thing about Russell Simmons, and old girl in the room and his homeboy just watching them get down. Like, what's that? But why is it surprising to you? What I'm saying is, is that... I expect you know what it is, but I guess it's the whole construct of the world where you put people on certain pedestals without knowing them. I don't even think it's that. I think that everything was normalized for a long time. You think so? You think yes. this is normalized? Let me tell you why. Okay. Russell Simmons, for example. Kamora Lee and him are not in the same age bracket at True. all. And he never dates women that are in his age bracket. He Talk always dates it. young, taught, high-looking, you know, usually white girls. So you don't think that was love? You think, you think that she got finessed? I mean, no. I think she finessed him. Mm. She walked away. She was good when she walked away. She she didn't walk away losing anything. She had those kids. She had a company. Right. She made a name for herself. Yes, she was a model beforehand, but why do you know her? Because of baby fat. Oh. So I feel like, yes, she, she definitely made her mark in the modeling world, but as far as using him as a come-up, it definitely worked to her advantage. But you have to look at his track record. So his allegations don't surprise me. And as a female, I feel kind of guilty because I don't look at all of these men like, oh my gosh. I'm kind of like, yeah, well. I mean, why why is everybody so surprised? So it was okay when Bill Cosby did it. It's not a problem. It's like, oh my gosh, because he's he's a bad guy. Let's pull (laughs) all his stuff off TV. But now that everybody else is doing it, and everything is coming out, is is everybody's running and scrambling and how are we gonna fix it? You know this? what it is? Like like I said, in general, the whole concept of what's happening to these women doesn't surprise me. But it was just certain people like I didn't expect it from. It was more of a surprise. You know what I mean? But I feel like in general, and this is gonna sound a little crazy, you know, but this is why you're here. We're gonna talk about it. It's a gray area. I feel like there's a complete devaluing of women once you get to a certain level. Like, they're not humans anymore. Like, they're just things. Like, I, she's attractive. My Something in my pants is saying something. I got power. She going to be down for the get down. And that's what it's looking like to me. I feel like this is the world at the upper level, at the bottom level. Women are a commodity. They're not a human being. Yes, it's, but it's like that at the, you said, bottom level as well. New rappers coming out. Okay, let's let's go back a little bit. Fetty Wap. Yeah. His first song, Trap Queen. Yeah. That's not praising a woman for all that she can be. Mm-hmm. It's basically what she can do for him. True. Can you hold me down? Can you cook my work? Can you do this? Can you do that for me? Mm-hmm. Not who she is as a woman. Well, hold on. Hold on. 
in fairness, we we going level. We gonna stay here for a second. There are some trap queens out here who are down for that. You can't you can't knock are. Fetty when there's women out here doing that. But there are also women, as we we didn't touch on yet, but there right. are groupie women who are down to do these things right. because they're willing to do whatever they have to do to come up. Okay. So, I mean, you can't you can't take the the good without the bad. So now that everything is coming out, I feel like it's such a big thing. But this is something that's been happening. I don't feel like it's quiet. I, I'm not surprised by it. I'm pissed. I'm pissed that it took this As long. As you should be. As a woman, I feel like, especially in 2017, women still don't have rights. Well, from the looks of things, I'm liking the fact that it's all coming out now. Because what 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 is showing me, and I'm and I watch these reports, I read the articles. The men have been holding the cards for very long. What what is looking like, you know, you at the blackjack table, the dealer, the house is always the man. It seems as though right now women are on a hot streak. They hitting that twenty one back to back to back because it's not necessarily, You you could say right now is it, it could probably just be a passing thing. This is the world we live in. But at the same time, it's too much of it happening to where you can't ignore it anymore. Because it's not going to stop. To me, it's not going to stop. I think the rest of 2017 and early 2018, we're going to have more reports about this. And then, and then on the gay side, look, Kevin Spacey, you got men coming out. And you, it, hello, hold on, Jare. I know you want to jump in. But what, what I'm seeing is what's interesting to me is that gay rights has kind of trumped racial rights. You know what I mean? This is not So new. now you got gay men stepping out and saying that they being violated. This, gay this, this is an avalanche. I feel like it's gay, it's race, and right. then it's women. Right. Right. Which is why women are pushing so hard for this feminist so, movement. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I had a whole point. You just took it from me, but this, it's cool. This, this, we'll get, come don't back. forget it. We'll come back. But if Kevin Spacey does the same thing to a woman, does he lose his show altogether or does he just disappear for a while? I think he would still lose his show. You think so? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now back to your point. So the point that I was going to make, I have a crazy Joe Button conspiracy theory. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you don't think it's kind of odd that as soon as Hugh Hefner dies, all this stuff starts coming out? Uh, I, I, I need you to show me where that ties I mean, in. Take, take me on a journey. I feel like when you brought up the whole blackjack table, everything, the house. Right. Sex was cool. You know, right. being, being the guy with the women, it made it cool. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out here doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. So now you look like a creep. So you're Whereas trying to say you Hugh been, Hefner was the house? Hugh Hefner was the biggest creep. Okay. And it was cool. He had three wives. He had a wife, girlfriends, had a TV show about it. It was cool. Yeah. It was normalizing the creepiness. Yeah. yeah. But now he's dead. And oh my gosh, Fact. I can't believe everybody's doing this. It's <laughs> been happening. And it was happening in your face. And you thought it was cool. You were buying a magazine. All right, so let me ask you, you know, because I, I like what you're saying. It's a nice analogy. But what kind of kind of strings are you trying to intimate that Hugh Hefner might have been pulling to keep all of this no, under wraps? No, I'm not saying that. I, I'm not okay. saying he was doing that but per just, se. It's just the timing of it just all. Just the timing. Was, I just think well, it's I'm really... Because I'm here for this conspiracy theory because I mean, he's A1 he creep of the world. He could have had a lot of secrets. Or maybe it was a situation where he was like, I'm going to hold y'all down. When I'm gone, I'm everybody letting the cat out the back. And it could I, be that. And I, I feel like somewhere along those lines... This might be the case. All right. So, with everything that's happening, I kind of like where it's going. I like that, you know, women are starting to hold the cards to a certain degree because everything else in society is is swaying to the way of the woman. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's a slow creep. But, it's a very slow creep. But at the same time, the trend is that way, you know? Still it's not a, equal pay, but... Hey, listen, that's a different conversation for another day. But what I like is, is the fact that 
there's a, a level of control being taken with what's happening right now and everything being put out there in Hollywood. What do you think the end game is? If there is an end game to this. I was trying to figure that out myself. Okay. Are women trying to take over? Are women trying to be the heads of their companies right. and, and, and running what they're doing? I feel like we're we're kind of getting a foot in there with, uh, especially our black women. We have, you know, Ava DuVernay. We mm-hmm. have Issa Rae. Just different people coming out, doing a lot behind the scenes, in front of the camera. So we're becoming more visible. True. But are we becoming powerful? Well, you know, I think it has to start somewhere. So is this is this our one-up? to being more powerful in this look. industry. Mm-hmm. Like, we're kicking the door down for respect. Is that what this is? Because, honestly, what is the end game? Mm-hmm. Okay, Matt Lauer loses his job. Mm-hmm. What, what next? Well, I, it could be, shout out to Biggie, maybe they waving the 4-4. They kicked the door down, now we taking ours. You know? Because to me, once you start outing these powerful men, you, you're creating a vacuum now. People are going to start going through. Who's right. going to move up? If all these guys are getting knocked down a peg, you're going right. to have these networks who's, scrambling. Who's next? These are the, exactly. So now there's more opportunity. And now, if anything, we've learned. We, we both did this thing at Brooklyn College together. We understand how media works. Mm-hmm. If anything, my opinion of what the end game might be or a part of the end game, I think, is it's going to be a situation where these networks are going to start positioning more women to take advantage of the influx of positive, air quotes, women's news. Because I'm telling okay, you, it's so... all about money. It ain't about the humans. It's about what is going to trend. So on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey owned, well, she owned the uh, majority stake of own network. Right. Discovery just bought out her share. Yeah. So what's the end game there? So you put your name on something, you put your face in front of something. We can't eat that. Oprah's harsh, though. I mean, I'm just I'm just using that yeah. as, like, what's your end game? So if you're trying to put a face there to let us know that we're equal, that we're a part of this, that we have a voice, you just let your voice be taken. Whoa. You just let your voice be bought. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but the Oprah thing, I can't really give it to because Oprah's like a shogun. Like, we can't even worry about it. She's in a whole other realm. But what I mean is, let me see if I could dumb it down or simplify it. When we grew up and we watched like the 630 News or we watched the morning shows when we were going to school, a lot of times the, the legends that we remember growing up, they were all men. You know what I mean? With, the, with maybe, a handful. Maybe for you. I'm, t- I'm just talking about who was positioned. If you put it on Channel 2 at 630, who were you seeing? A guy. Channel 4, a guy. Channel 7, a guy. I remember things differently. I remember Connie Chung. I remember Sue Simmons. Yeah, but you're talking so, about local. I'm talking national. Oh, you talking about national. Yes, okay. it's the 630 news. After the, the local news, they'll put on the world news tonight. Or right. So rest, yeah, I'm trying to say. I see what you're saying. I think that now, if you keep knocking off these men, these networks will take, take advantage of it and start putting women in those roles so that when your, your son grows up, he'll know women that were prominent factors or faces in terms of news or media as a whole. We grew up with men doing everything. Right. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Maybe this creates a situation where the kids growing up, much like there's kids who, who were born in 2008 who only knew a black president. There's going to be kids growing up to see that women can do the same thing men can do. Right. That's what I'm looking at it as. I think this is the beginning of that. I could be wrong, I hope though. so. I feel like it could have been the beginning of that with Hillary being president, but I guess That's we weren't a, ready. Oh, listen, listen, but, listen, um, listen, listen, listen. We, we ain't doing that tonight. I didn't say we had to have that conversation. <laughs> what I'm saying is changing the male gaze. True. It's a I, slow creep. Yeah. Like you said before. That's a fact. I feel like... Hillary and that is so many layers. Listen, man. I don't want to go there. I don't want to pick that there. scab. I don't want to <laughs> do it. Let's not go there. All right. So now, because the gray area is a sports show, we want to talk about the whole idea of misogyny in sports. 
pre-show, we talked about a particular person who's been in the media and the sports realm heavy this year. Her name is ringing bells, whether positive or negatively. Jamil Hill. She has gotten out in front of the whole thing involving Colin Kaepernick and his stance. What Donald Trump has done to, to change the discussion about what Colin Kaepernick, excuse me, Kaepernick's stance was always about. She's, she's questioned a lot of people in that world via Twitter, on TV, been suspended. These people on, on one end who believe that what she's doing is just in terms of a media personality, she's jumping out the window. There's other people who feel like if this is a man saying this, they might let her live. What do you think, Jerry? I know how I think. I'm going to get there. I think if she was a think? white woman, they would have let her live. Mm. I think it's a racial thing. You think so? Yes. Talk about it. Let's I go. Think it's, I think it's racial first, then it's misogynistic. Okay. First of all, people don't respect her because they feel like she's a woman in the sports realm and she doesn't know what she's talking about. Okay. She might have all her credentials there and everything is perfect, but there are people who are still not going to respect her. And I hate to make it about race, but think about it. Who are the heads that are suspending her? White men. Okay. If she was a white woman, I almost want to say... Mm, so you saying if it was Jamie Hill as opposed to Jamil Hill, they might have let it live? They might have. She might have gotten a slap on the wrist. Okay. I don't think it would have been as much backlash as she received. Okay. But I am happy that she had people who stood with her and rode for her, like her co-host, for example. Yeah, as he should. And other people. I'm not Fact. the biggest sports enthusiast, but it was a big enough story that it reached somebody, somebody like me. So I'm glad that it did mm -hmm. because it... It gave us the opportunity to rally behind her. And I didn't just rally behind her because she's a woman or because she's black, but because she was right, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And she should... We live in a country where we have free speech, right or wrong. Facts. Don't... Facts. <laughs> don't limit what I can say. Like she, like she said, if it's my Twitter, I can say what I want on my Twitter. This is true. Yes, I work for this company, and I'm not talking about the company, and I'm not putting your name in my tweet, so it shouldn't be a problem with my job. You really felt the way about this. I did. I'm hearing it. <laughs> I did. So This is the gray area with Jeray Williams right now. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to bring it back. Facts. And we're going to bring it back. No, I don't bring it back. But, this, um, is, this is what I wanted. I t listeners, I told you she was going to get there. Yeah, I just, I wasn't feeling that at all. Okay. And I feel like, like if her name was Jamie Hill, they would have been like, oh, Jamie Hill let out a few tweets and it would have faded off into the distance. Women's empowerment. Right. <laughs> and it would have faded off into the distance. But because she's a black woman with a mouth. Right. It's you a know problem. How dangerous that is, and I want to very jump in dangerous right there. I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. I think it is the fact that she is a black woman speaking facts. I've been preaching since Kaepernick initiated the stance back in 2016. The biggest issue that I've had with everyone who felt the way about it is the fact that in America people have an issue, and I'm gonna keep saying it, with stating the obvious when it comes to race relations, right? Like, I don't understand how you have an issue with a person pointing out what well, we all know. Well, we just, well, like, we one big America family. You know, how, right. uh, you know how families have dirt and we don't talk about it? This is one of those things we're just not supposed to talk the about. The writing's on the walls. You can't even talk, you can't even not it's right talk there, about bro. it. It's in your face. Right. But I also think that is because of the fact that the white woman point was 100% correct. But I just feel like it's just woman in general. Like, if Michael Smith, her partner, would have been out in front lines the same way, I don't think the backlash would have been the same. Wouldn't have been the you same. You know, and as we know, in the realm of professionalism, black women especially, they're at the, they're, they're at the bottom. It's That's hard for them to move up. It's hard for them to get paid. It's hard for them to be respected. You know what I mean? And then in the sports realm, and, in a, in a, and especially at NFL issue, all right, a lot of the men who play the sport are black. 
but a lot of the fans are white males. males. They are not trying to hear that shit. No. You know, I, I got a curse. They not trying to hear that. Your, your black ass is talking about this, and you all man, get up out of here. This is what you hear. They don't want to hear that. But, you know? again, this is a conversation that doesn't even have to be had because it's in our faces. Right. But they, hello. And they now that it's in their pockets, it. they really don't want to talk they about it. They don't want to talk about it. So it's like seeing this situation and seeing how the male sports fan already views women in that world. And now you have a woman telling us what it is about our president, too. Hell nah. You know, I think that it's like when every time I talk race or any kind of thing with gender, I just feel like there's so many like it's it's like a catch 22. Like there's no right answer. There's no way to really talk about it to really like dig down and unpack it. You know, but that's the that's the male gaze Mm. and that's the misogyny of it, because the facts state that she knows her business. She she has the credit under her belt. This is true. But because she's a woman, you're still second guessing everything she's saying. And I'm not saying you per se. I'm just saying the average sports enthusiast is questioning what she's saying. There's probably even women sports fans who are questioning what she's saying because we're so used to seeing things one way. This is true. You know, mistreatment of of women of different cultures has been so normalized in this country. Like you said, we're not one big happy family, no. and we all know that. But they keep trying to preach it to us like this, we're dumb. Yeah, we're not I'm, dumb. Right. Everybody's waking up. This is true. Woke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's let let's you know smooth it out a little bit. We've gotten heavy, you know, but I expected that. Let's talk about women in sports, right? You know. I go to a game. Let's say now you and I, we go to a Knicks game. Outside of the men who are on the court, right? Mm-hmm. What do we see? Cheerleaders. That's all they could be? No, there are actually women basketball players, but does anybody go to their games? No. no. People completely scoff at they, the WNBA. They give, their, they give those tickets away. I'll Playoff like tickets. I scoff at the WNBA, too. I'm going to keep it 100. And why is that? It's, it has nothing to do with women. It's just like, aesthetically, I can't get with it. The way the game is played, I just can't. I because can't. that's the male gaze. Because she's a female. Oh, it has nothing because to, of the way see, because of the way the game is played. Nah, 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 nah. Because of the way the game is played, that makes I, no sense. If she could play the game, she could play the game. Not at all. But because she see, has breasts, it makes it different. I'm not even thinking about what her body parts are talking so about. So what's the issue? I'm talking about the game of basketball, the flow of the game. I just it's just not enjoyable to me. I can't watch basketball. That's about. It's almost like you driving on a highway and you're used to doing 65. And now you want me to drive on a belt 35 all the time. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I refuse to. I I'll, watch, I'll watch the playoffs merely as a sports fan because that's the highest level. The Olympics, that's the highest level. But if you want me to watch a Tuesday night WNBA, I'm not doing it. So I can't. So you just made your own point. What do you mean? You don't think that's misogynistic? I'm talking about sports you in are and of talking, itself. You are talking about I watch sports. women's soccer. I think it's awesome. But I watch a lot of women, but they sports, can't but play basketball. Basketball just doesn't. I didn't see, see you putting words in my mouth. I'm not saying anything about them not being able to play. What I'm saying is the quality of the game. I can't get with it. What is the problem? It's with the in slow. You ain't hear me. I heard you. It's in slow motion. I can't watch slow basketball. I refuse to. I, that's my choice as a sports fan. But how do you know that that's not their regulations for the WNBA? What do you mean their regulations? Like, so the, if on. it's in slow mo, if it's if it's slower to you than a reg a male basketball. Well, this is game. where you not being a sports fan, you are not following what I'm saying. Okay. I'm Enlighten a me. hardcore sports fan. Okay. In terms of sheer athletics, science, anatomy, and physiology, there's just certain things that the male body is just designed to do that the female body can't do. That's just basic one on one. 
And then uh, I, hold on, you can make your face if you want. But since you want to take it there, I'm going to take you there. I'm going to educate you. A lot of women who play basketball, you know what ends up happening to them? What? Knee injuries. Because their knees are not designed for the kind of pressure that's put on the basketball court. Playing that game, running up and down, they sustain massive knee injuries all the time. They're just not designed to do what a man's capable of doing. Why do you think women can't dunk? It's just certain things about them that they cannot do. The way their body's constructed, they can't do it. So what's a six-foot woman, six-foot-five woman supposed to do if she, she can't play ball? I'm not saying that. If you choose to watch women's basketball and there's men who do, salute to you. I've made the choice that I can't watch it. The game bores me. That's that's well, aesthetics. baseball bores me, but if you take me there to a go. game, it's different. And you know what? <laughs> and ex- you know why people don't like baseball? Because a lot of times what I hear, it's too slow. Yes, it is. I want to be entertained. It is okay, what it is. So let's talk about entertaining. Yeah. And that's why it's funny. I bet you I know who's going to come out of your mouth. What's up? Right now. Serena. I bet you'll watch that. Do you, you don't mean? watch tennis matches with Serena Williams? I watch tennis, period. Okay. So, since we're talking about women in sports. Serena became popping because of the fact that she could play. She, really, really. Her and her sister can play. Venus was popping before Serena. Right. But then Serena was a monster. She's still a monster. And then we realized, oh my God, she's banging. You know, well. So, because you're entertained, it's more, you're, you're more susceptible to watch because she entertains. I watch sports for entertainment. Right. But I'm just saying you can watch a tennis match as opposed to women playing basketball. You can watch a women's Ab- tennis match, absolutely. but not women playing basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The game is more engaging than me. Okay. I, I mean, I guess I'll never see it from your point of view, but okay. The ball is going back and forth. There's activity level. There's intensity there. I'm, I'm locked in. Soccer, the same thing. I'm locked in. But basketball, I'm just sitting there like, uh, it has to be high level. That's why I said, like, I'll watch the Olympics. I'll watch the WNBA playoffs. And if I watch women's college basketball, it has to be the tournament. But, like, again, the random games with the lower-tier teams, I can't do it. It's just boring as hell to me. It's all about quality. That's how I feel in general about sports. I mean, I can do a few things. I can do a few things, a few games. But for me to be an enthusiast and watch it every week, no. Not for me. So what do you feel about the fact that, you know, we have more cheerleaders than women's voices in sports or women get pushed back when they get to commentate games like how does that make you feel me saying that to you like more cheerleaders and commentators it sucks okay but then again you have to just based off what you just said about women's basketball Mm -hmm. it kind of snuffs out the woman's voice because I'm sitting here talking to you and I really can't hold a conversation with you regarding sports because I'm not a sports enthusiast the way you are right so that's how they view most women. Like, oh, she just watches because her husband watches or her boyfriend watches, not because she's actually watching what due about, to her own interest and she actually knows the game. True, but what about the woman who's on TV, getting paid, played the game, and she still gets scoffed at by Joe Schmo watching the TV? What, what, what's that about? Obviously, she's credible. She Same thing with Jamel Hill. She's credible, but they don't want to see that. That's not that's not the male. I don't case. think that's okay. That's not I don't think it's okay either at all. I don't think it's okay that Venus Williams says, I mean, excuse me, Serena or Venus actually, why don't they have their own sneaker? I don't know. They, I can't they speak might, for Nike. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> these things, you don't think they should have been offered a sneaker deal by now? For sure. I mean, but why not? There aren't any are there any female athletes with their own sneaker? I don't think so. Absolutely. I'm speaking ignorantly. It might be somewhere, but I don't think yeah, so. I don't know. You and I way, both It's don't not know, in so the forefront if you have to ask. So this is an issue. Right. I feel like maybe women don't contribute 
to basketball the way you might like, but to somebody else, it might be a different case. For sure. I don't speak for the masses. I'm not saying you do. I'm <laughs> just saying here, mm-hmm. this is an issue. That's misogyny in itself. So I put forth the same effort. I do my job. I'm credible. I'm great at what I do. I'm speaking about Serena here. Mm-hmm. Nobody's giving her a shoe deal? That makes no sense. I don't get it. So you think it's misogynistic that she doesn't have a, a shoe deal? Yes, I feel like they're still putting her in a box. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, she's just a woman. She can play tennis well, but she's just a woman. Okay. I don't think that they're going to say she can uh, beat a male Ten, a, a male tennis athlete. I don't think. I don't think that anybody would say that those two can. They can play on the same level. I don't think they would give her the same amount of respect. So if there was a co-ed game, no, I don't think that, people would be. They they discussed that in the seventies. It was like a whole thing. I think it was Billie Jean King, and she played against someone, and it was a whole big, big yeah. deal about that. Yeah, and she that. and she made a. It was a big deal. Yeah. But I'm talking about now in 2017. No, they know what time it is with Serena on the court, right? Yeah, but they know. she's still being overlooked in certain respects. Like, oh, she's good enough. We can make a dress for her. We can make a tennis outfit, but we can't offer her uh, a shoe deal like a, a Steph Curry or a Jordan okay. or a Durant. Okay, now I'm All following of these you. guys Because are I getting... feel like she transcends the game, but I see where you're going right now. You feel as though because she's the apex of her sport, she should be treated the same way a Steph or a Jordan would be in terms right. of they the apex, they have their kicks, they're positioned as a face of a brand. Why is Serena not doing that? Right. This is a great question. We weren't even thinking about talking about Serena before we went on the air. I like this. Right. I'm I, excited. I, just, I feel like if kids out here can go running by Jordans and he doesn't even play anymore, why can't I wear some sneakers by Serena? And you know what? That's a great question. And it, it's surprising that Nike, because with, with everything that's going on, and, you know, they, they market her. And it's not like we don't see Serena and Nike apparel all over these apparel, magazines. Not, not a mean. sneaker. It's surprising to me that they haven't done that. Like, what, what reason? Did, I, I got to look this up because it's amazing to me. There's no air Serena's. Like, what's up? But there's no air any woman. True. I heard that Jordan is now creating Jordans for women. Yeah. But I don't want a Jordan for a woman. Create a sneaker for a woman. Yeah, you're right because I'm seeing it in the WNBA. Is that a, a, some of the high, like the top level female yeah, ball players? They they like Jordan Brand ambassadors, but they don't have their own. Yeah, kicks. no, they should have their own kicks. Steph has his own kicks. Durant has his own kicks. And I think that's like short sighted by Nike, especially in 2017. Like, all right, may, maybe I won't buy them, but to me, Serena, will, will Serena Williams is 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 an icon for a lot of women and little girls. They will buy them Serenas and, and get fly. You know, Absolutely. Or play tennis in them. Absolutely. You know, because even Roger Federer, I don't know if you know who that yes. is, but he's top male tennis player. He he has his own little Roger Federer logo on his kicks. He even has a special edition Federer's. Who's buying them Federer's? I, you know, I might see a Serena before I see a Federer. Uh, Nike has given shoes to Tiger Woods Jay-Z, has shoes. Okay? Yeah. He's, he's a rapper. He has his own sneaker. <laughs> Reebok deal. Yeah. Nike. He it's has a, something doing something with Puma. He had the s dots and Serena can't get the Serena's? This is what I'm saying. Come on, son. This is this. You look at the male gaze of mess up the sneaker game, man. Mm-mm-mm. The air Serena's. Yeah, the air Serena's. Uh, but you know what? Like, just as a person, you know, big sports fan, it's always comical to me that, like, for instance, I'm gonna put you on a site. Baseball tonight had not baseball tonight. Sunday night baseball is like you get the national game, the top game of the week is on Sundays on ESPN, right? Okay. For years, you had uh, Chris Berman. And Joe Morgan. These guys are like legends in their field. Joe Morgan's legendary baseball player. Chris Berman, legendary voice in that realm. They changed the booth team to a three-man team. Eventually, they took one of the guys out, replaced it with one of the best softball players in the world. Woman. 
and she knows what she's talking about. When I watch the game, I don't hear women. I just hear baseball people discussing the game. And there was like months of pushback, articles written about these men upset about her talking baseball. I'm like, oh, time out, bro. She knows what she's talking about. When they cut to the booth and they doing the demonstrations and everything, she's in there cooking. What does ha- her body parts have to do with her knowing the game? Because some men feel the way you do about women's playing basketball. How do I feel about women's playing basketball? Because you keep, they're you keep not putting as, me somewhere they, that I'm, I'm no, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're just not designed to do this. Some men feel like women are not designed to be sports enthusiasts, so they can't possibly know what they're talking about. But she played. Right. She played softball. Am I asking for too much logic here? One plus no, one equals two? you're not. I agree with you. We're on board. Right. We're, we're on the same page. But there are people who just refuse to see things any differently, just just as a racist would. They Touché. were raised a certain way. Touche. Touche. You know, they were raised, maybe that might be the, you know, the type of people who are raised that women are supposed to be in the kitchen, pregnant <laughs> barefoot. So they can't on, possibly son. talk about sports. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So now, the athletes go to city to city, state to state, do what they got to do, make the highlights, flirt with the cheerleaders, flirt with the the sideline reporter who's attractive, who becomes famous for her looks as opposed to her sports acumen. I wish I could see my face right now. You know, then they go to the club, and then there's the groupies, right? How does groupie culture affect the upstanding woman who's not here for that? The nice guys finish last. What do you mean? That's, that's what it is? Yeah. Do you think that if I went to a game, mm. and and you know y'all can't see me, but I I ain't too shabby. Um, <laughs> if, if I went to a game, <laughs> regular, uh, you know, cute cute jeans, sneakers, whatever, right? And then the rows next to me is somebody in six inch pumps and her mm-hmm. boobs out and By you know the, tight dress, like love and hip hop and looking like wives. right, yeah. okay. weave is right, eyelashes popping, brows on fleek. Mm-hmm. You think he gonna check for me? Nah, you right. It's all about the male gaze. Which but how, but, all right, so now I'm going to play devil's advocate here. She, you just described a woman dressed to the nines, allegedly, and he sees her. How is her positioning herself for him part of the male gaze? Just enlighten it, me. It's just because that's what women know that they have to do to be noticed. Okay. When we go to the club... It's tight dresses and short skirts and heels because that's what gets you noticed. Right. You don't get in the door being the girl next door. Okay. So I would have to try to, you know, maybe I am mad cool. Maybe I'm really pretty. Maybe she's really pretty in sweats and sneakers, but he's not going to know that off rip. Right. I feel like the She has to sell herself. You know what? It's just like any situation. It's just for people who don't want to hear the groupie talk as an analogy. It's like, say now you want to block and then... On the block, we do we do things that we might not we might not want to do on a regular basis, so we shouldn't be doing right. That's the word I was looking for. Shouldn't be doing, but we always get away with it. And then to be that one person that does a little extra, and everybody gets in trouble, and they mess the game up for all of us on the block, right? That's what I think the groupie does for the good girl. The good girl is, you know, does everything excellent, hands down. And then she comes through and just, you know, like you said, looking like a basketball wife, gives it all away, and this. This guy, you know, most men, in fairness, be here. They want the easier catch as opposed to the, to the person that you got to put the pain in and right. put the work in. Nobody for. wants to unwrap their gift. Right. They just want the gift there. Yeah. You know, they don't even want it in the gift bag. Just there. <laughs> just there. <laughs> just there. You know? So and I, and I feel like 
the group becomes through it messes the game up or messes the block up for everybody and it's just like these powerful men now they get all of these groupies and after a while they begin to convince themselves that all these women are gonna throw themselves at me because i'm such and such as opposed to the good girl who's like yeah you got all these millions of dollars but i'm still worth something in my own eyes until most people be on your realm Harvey you know what Weinstein. i'm saying yeah yeah, like that whole Derrick Rose situation, you know, a year ago with the whole alleged gang rape, you know? That situation probably doesn't happen to the good girl. You know what I mean? Probably not. Probably not. Not not as often as it happens right. to the groupie chick. Right. But she, she was down for the get down. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. But she was also down for the come up, allegedly. Right. And I feel like that's <laughs> where this whole thing gets murky because it's like, for every time we want to we wanna talk about men bugging there'll be a certain quadrant of people who will say, well, what about the groupies? They out here giving it up, so why should we care? You know, how do you combat that? I don't know how you combat I that. I don't know because they're always going to be there. Right. But you have to assume, and it sucks because I'm a woman, but realistically, you have to assume that these groupie chicks are looking for a good time on your dime. Mm-hmm. You have to assume that. And if you want somebody of substance and a quality woman, you have to dig a little deeper. So you might have to unwrap that gift. Like I'm seeing everywhere, you know, in, in like like people who follow the game, not the athletes themselves, but like people who are in and around the game, who know personally are they part of the circle. And then people in hip hop who talk about it a lot, they keep saying that whole culture is winning. And that's like mind boggling. What do you mean whole culture? What? But it is. It is. Look at love and hip hop. Yeah. Who are these chicks? Right. What, you, these what did you do you to get on TV? Right. You think I can be a love of hip-hop? No. My story's not interesting enough. Yeah. I'm not out here with my, with my weave messed up or right. extra, you know, pounds of makeup on my face fighting the next chick. I want to see the next chick win. I want us to win together. I want us to build. That's how we take over. True. We have to join together and win. Think we about, can't be stepping on each other all the time. Think about New York. The, the two realest chicks in terms of, like, closest to the ground level, like reality, we're going to call it was Tara and Old Girl I was messing with Peter Guns. And, and they was the best story to me. It was know? the best story, but it, it, it was a sad story. Yeah. But it was really relatable, Right, like I could see Amina or Tara walking in the street right now, not these randoms. Like, I put it on the other day, I'm like, who? Doll? Right. What? Man, what do you do? I'm, do you I'm sing? Lost. Do you rap? I'm lost. Yeah, you no, know, they, like, they, what they, do you do? They're rappers. Everybody's a doll. I don't oh, know. Did, did you get famous for taking provocative selfies? Is that what it is? This, this is what it is? The ins- whole culture is winning. Okay. You go on Instagram. I'm, I mean, myself. This is I- why, like the episode, I named it Organized Misogyny. I feel like there's like a whole misogynistic structure that everybody operates within, whether right or wrong. Like, I feel like this, it's all set up to be one way. And if you try to go to obviously like yourself, you're the outlier as opposed to being a person who should be right, which makes no sense to me. But you, like we just said, whole culture is winning. Yeah. And they're feeding into the misogyny because they're getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think about it. But like they, a, wouldn't, they wouldn't say it's a misogynistic. They would say they're just working, getting to the bag. Right, because they're not looking at how they're demeaning themselves. Mm. One person who I could say came out of that was, was a Cardi B. Uh-huh. She flipped it. She can be, you know, they want to say maybe she's not the most educated chick or whatever the case may be. But she definitely turned the world on its ear. Yep. She took that whole... She was a stripper. Yep. Took that to TV. <laughs> took that to being a Grammy-nominated rap-off one And song. you know what's funny? The whole time she was on Love & Hip Hop, she never really, like, bugged out like some of these albums who went extra. You I know mean, what I mean? She, she stayed was, in her... For the most part, she stayed in her pocket compared to what we know. She was a loud mouth. And yeah. she was a live wire. And but she would fight really, you. <laughs> right. They really didn't want that static. Right. 
So people kind of left her alone. But another thing that I respect about her, regardless of what she was in, you always saw her working. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it was trash or whatever, she was working. She's come a long way musically. She really has. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to respect that. She was one of the rare women who took misogyny and made it work for her. And in terms of she made it where she kicked the door down. Right. She didn't just... She didn't do what a, let's say, um, I like her too, so don't take this the wrong way, but Masika, Kalisha. I don't even know uh, who that is. She's on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, don't judge me. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I like her, but she's never going to grow out of what she's doing. Okay. She can't, there's no There's no outlet for her. I think she has like some hair oil, but I'm not buying it, sorry. (laughs) But you know what? I feel as though maybe it's a loose connection, but kind of like back to sports, like Jamil Hill can cardi this situation. Keep pushing the envelope. People gonna have to respect your gangster. You know what I mean? They gonna have to respect it. If you keep pushing it and you can't, this is who you are. Just like Cardi said, I'm Cardi. Eventually, you gonna get with it or you not. I feel like if she stays, Jamil that is, if she stays the course, and a lot more women in the sports world who have prominent positions stay the course, eventually we gonna have to respect it because they ain't going nowhere. Right, but it's all about rallying together as right. well. Right. Don't let her be the lone horse. Like, she's the only one out here True. always having something to say. True. Her other female sports counterparts mm-hmm. need to speak up as well. And watch this now. You say rally together. And, I, you know, I was it was circling in my head, but I like that you use the word rally. We had this conversation about whole culture just now, right? And you're stating facts. But then, at the same time, other women will call you a hater for that same idea. Like, it's like, again, it's like, how do you win... When, bruh, like, you really out here, you kind of hoeing. You kind of, or you selling yourself. You ain't doing it the right way. And I'm calling you out on that. How does that make me a hater? I'm trying to make women better. Right. And they don't see it that way. Everything is, oh, you trying to, I'm trying I'm to get money. to the bag. I'm getting money. How am I not better? But you're never going to be equal. Mm. That's the point. Okay. So you can be on Love & Hip Hop and, oh, uh, who, I was watching an interview the other day and Cameron was on and talked about how he negotiated a deal for his ex-girlfriend to be right. on hip love and hip hop and she got the, like he um, really like belittled her like like he right. like, like he put on for her. right and that really pissed me off yeah that's I misogynistic like in and of itself it, it was. was she ever your lady or was she just a, a, a an entity, object a right. object and that made me feel like well damn like what was the point her being on here she might have just wanted to get you know a little extra check yeah she wasn't doing that before yeah it was like, was was you the pimp? Right. Or was that and your he, wifey? And he, and he, right. So he pimped her out, and then he dropped her like a hot potato, and then talked about it on the radio. Crazy. I felt like that that was Crazy. misogyny. It is. And how do you do that you to feel somebody like that you it love? Is. How you do that to somebody you love? Organized misogyny, Jere. This is what it is. But this is, right, it's normalized now. This normalized is, misogyny. That's what it is. It's normalized. <laughs> that's going to be part two. <laughs> so for everybody to feel like, for everybody to be shocked, we deal with this stuff every day. Yes. I mean, myself, just a quick story. I work with somebody who uh, feels like it's okay to make any kind of comments he wants to make. So he has offered me dinners and trips and, you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Objectifying you, basically. Right. And he's totally married. Oh. And he's done it to a co-worker of mine to the point where she felt uncomfortable. She was doing Come over- on, she son. was She was doing overtime mm. and left because it was just the two of them in the office and she said she couldn't take it anymore. But we don't say anything. But this, I told her, like, the, yo, let's do we it. We just started this episode talking about what's happening in Hollywood. Why she didn't go to an upper management I EO told her. issue? Like, nah, that's what I said. Let's do this. Oh, well, I just don't want to... Man, listen. You part of the problem, in my opinion. Man, at that listen. Point. 
you know? He never said anything to me at work, and he never said anything to me where I felt like I couldn't handle myself. Because like I said earlier, I'm a loud mouth. Right. You're not getting so far with me. And if it gets to a point where it's out of hand, trust and believe, I'm telling anybody who'll listen, whether it's going to be look bad or good, but you're not going to do this to another woman. True. True. I was ready to get down for her, and it wasn't even my issue. Well, listen, Jeray, we're going to have to stop it here. You know, we don't want to get too personal. We got we to gotta keep certain things under wraps in the gray area. But, um... This was really good. You know, I, I appreciate you for coming on here. You know, you did well. Glad to be here. For, for someone who was nervous. I mean, it is what I, it is, I, but yeah, I'm glad I, to be here. I'm glad I, to I, I want you to give a female I, voice finally to the gray area. I told you so, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. You Thank did, you. you Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can find her on Facebook. I will be tagging you, Jeray You Williams. can't find me on Facebook. I don't have one. Since when? For about almost a year now. But you can find me on Instagram. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that you blow up because, you know, she has a lot of strong opinions. And, you know, it's just like, I know the show is, is dipped in sports, but I wanted you to come on because you're a woman before anything else. You don't have to be a sports fan. As a woman, you feel how you feel about certain things in the treatment in any realm. And you can speak on it. You don't have to know the ins and outs of a, a, a pick and roll of basketball and know if it's BS if a woman's being treated incorrectly or not. And Absolutely. that's why I wanted you here. You you get fiery. Like, when you believe in something, you yeah, get fiery. Yeah, let's talk you know, about it, baby. Talk let's about do it. it. But you know what? We're going to kill it here. You can find me on Twitter. We're going to continue the conversation on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Um, Till next time, as the saying goes. Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect.